Hey Geek fans, today we're talking Defenders, Green Lantern, and Classic Anime, this episode on The Raving Geeks. Hey Geek fans, this is Ben Solis. And I'm Noah Bayshore. And we are the Raving Geeks, the, the last two remaining. The last standing. Last standing Raving Geeks. We are starting our, our newest section of the, the third season, right? This yeah. Is, this is season three, so this is like 3.5. Yeah. We lost some important members. In the mid-season finale. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a catastrophe. It was rough. It was it, like The Walking Dead. I was scared. I was sad. Yeah. I cried twice. Me too. But we survived. We're here. We're we're alive. We're we're, we're okay. We're, we survive. We're ready to take on whatever throws at us. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen is gonna be a good year. I'm hoping. I'm I'm hoping so too. You know, we got a lot to talk about. Absolutely. There's so much stuff. Things are coming up. We've got some some new new games to play. A lot of new games. So guys, thank you for very much for joining us again. So we're gonna jump right into it as we usually do with our news section, and we got a whole bunch of mess of news for you guys. Things really kicked off this break, didn't it? Th- yeah, there was a lot of like news. There's so much news, so we have a lot to talk about for so, sure. So what's the first on our list? The first on our list is is Wolverine. Wolverine, so, Logan, so Hugh as, Jackman. As you guys know, this is going to be Hugh Jackman's last turn as the Wolverine. One last time. One last time, that's the tagline. And there's two really cool things happening on, on the news front for this. And the first one I just found out about from Noah. So he's going to give you what the scoop is on this on this crazy postcard, Reddit, like yeah, they're 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 going ham. It's really cool. They're really going out with the uh, the marketing for this thing. So they, it was like a fox. They put up this website where uh, it was like first come first serve. You could sign up, and they would mail you a postcard with an image from Logan. There's like thousands of these postcards, and each postcard is like a single frame from the movie. And uh, like now everybody's getting these postcards, and they're starting a, a subreddit. And they're all trying to put it together like a puzzle piece to figure out like what the movie's gonna be and what it's gonna look like. That is so awesome. It's it's really cool. It's awesome that they're doing this. It shows that they're really like excited about it and they want to share everything with everybody. Yeah. And like the fact that people are coming together and making a subreddit just shows how much everyone is excited about this movie. And I think that's so cool. Absolutely. And it's funny too that um that even this is going on because uh Chris Nolan did something very similar when they did the marketing for Dark Knight Rises. Every time they would release a trailer, um, they would, like, put out, like, snippets of, like, frames, and, like, people did the same thing, um, even pre-kind of, like, everybody jumping on Reddit. Uh, Reddit was still, I mean, Reddit was heavily around in 2012. Yeah. But I don't think, like, people were as avid and as rabid for it as they are now, right? So, but people did the same thing in, in our community. They took all these frames and they put the trailer together before it got released. So what you're saying is that it's it's the whole movie or is yeah, it just that's, the trailer? It's it's looking like it might be the whole movie because there's crazy. like a thousand and like I want to say like 200, 300 frames, like a thousand to 300 frames. Wow. Yeah. So it's, so if you want to see the movie early, I guess without sound, just tune into Reddit. Yeah. Look up that Reddit thread. <laughs> They'll have everything They'll have for you everything. right there. Yeah. That's awesome. So aside from people like being hounds to actually see this movie, there's another way that fans can see this movie early and with sound. With sound. That's the kicker. Um, apparently, Fox and ComingSoon.net are working together to offer Wolverine fans a chance to meet the man himself, Hugh Jackman, on his press tour that he's doing for Logan. Now, the cool thing about all this is that you can send in a photo of yourself 
whether it's a picture of you in cosplay, whether it's a picture of your pet in cosplay, because pet cosplay is a thing. That's always adorable. A- apparently. It is pretty cute. <laughs> a little Logan pug. Oh. Who who could who could turn their hearts to that? That would be so cool. That would be cool. I hope whoever has the Logan pun or pun pug. Pun. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope you win. I hope you win out there. But yeah, other than that, if you got a picture of your collection, you got a picture of your tattoos, like anything that has to show that I'm a huge Wolverine the fan. Biggest Wolverine fan. Send them one single picture. You got to send it to what is it? Wolverine Superfan at gmail.com. Send it by the 20th this month, January 20th, and you could be a chance up for a chance for win. And you'll get sent out to NYC to see the movie ahead of time. On February 4th or 5th, they have like two dates listed, so it's probably like two different showings or whatever. But the really cool thing is, besides all that, is that you get to attend a press junket with Hugh, and you get to interview the dude on camera. That's so cool. That is sick nasty. That's such an opportunity. It is, too, and it's interesting because, like, who, depending on who the fan is, it like, what are you going to get out of that interview? Yeah. And I always, like, really think it's cool when, like, lay people who, like, don't have, like, reporting skills, don't know what we do on a daily basis, go out and they interview someone, and it's solely from, like, a like a fan perspective. Yeah. In some ways, like, you get more out of it. Absolutely, because they, in a way, they know what fans want to know. Yeah. Because they themselves are fans, and they could just ask it, and there's a lot you could draw from that, for sure. Absolutely. And it's funny, too, because, like, I've had situations where I've been able to, like, interview people who I really, like, geek out about, whether it's music or, like, you know, creators themselves, and um, I find myself, like, kind of wrestling with, like, do I go with like questions that are just like complete like fanboy like I yeah. want to know this specific thing and this specific movie what, what's the emotion you had behind the scene or something like that you know um, as opposed to something really like like a reporter yeah I don't want to say it's pretentious because that's stupid but um, you know you have different like motivations of what you want out of a story yeah so it'd be really cool I would I would like want to put my hat in the ring yeah we'll you see. think you're gonna do it I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it that would be really cool I got I got a shirt that's all I got I wish I still had uh, my long hair. I got a haircut. Noah no longer has Wolverine hair. Don't have Wolverine hair anymore. I wish I could have kept that, you know, entered the competition. That could have been you, man. That would be really cool. Tough break. Next tough, time. Tough break with the barbershop. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a thing. That's, that's really cool. So if you want to be in the mix on that, you want to interview Hugh Jackman, send your photos to WolverineSuperfan at gmail.com by January 20th. Oh, and you, you got to be 18 years old to, yeah. to enter. You got to be 18. So, kids, we're sorry, but you got to be 18. Not going to happen. College-age students, I mean, that, that works. Yeah, you're fine. You guys are all good. No big deal. So, just send it on in. <laughs> and on the other Marvel front, which is really cool, is the Defender stuff. Yeah. So, we've been talking about this kind of coming up recently. There's been a little bit of news here and there saying, okay, it's going to happen. And then, you know, right before break, we got a news hit that's saying that Sigourney Weaver is going to be the big bad. Which is huge. Which is really cool. That's such a That's so cool. Good cast. We both love Sigourney Weaver. Ab- absolutely. You know, she was Ripley. She was Dana Barrett. <laughs> she had all the best roles. All the best roles. All the best iconic nerd geek uh, geek uh, fantasy roles. Exactly. Sigourney Weaver was pretty fine back in the day. Yeah. first I mean, yeah. It's, sure. it's, it's a beautiful thing. But she's such a good actress, too. And she's so, like, apt to do these kind of nerdy films, too. Because um, she loves this stuff. She really does. And it's, it's, a, it's a damn shame, too, that, um, you know, the Alien movie that, oh, God, I forget his name. Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, the guy from District 9. Yeah, he was going to do it. And he had all that, like, concept art with her. Not going to happen anymore. Yeah, that's rough. Ridley took it back. Which is cool because I love Ridley Scott, but I would have loved to see that take on that movie because that movie was going to be really centered around like 
Ripley way more than just like her interacting with aliens. They like specifically asked Sigourney Weaver like, "What do you? What have you not done with this character? What do you want out of it? Yeah, that you want to do next? That's really cool. Yeah, like she was a consultant on it. Totally gone. I'd be. I hope this like new Ridley Scott alien movie maybe could like revive that. You know, like a hype for the franchise, and maybe they would bring elements from that possibly yeah. into the future. Uh, movies that they could do that would be, be really cool. cool i mean and they're setting that all up to just kind of bleed right into alien anyway so i'm really happy about that but that was a little bit of a tangent the point is is that entertainment weekly has a new issue coming out about the defenders and very few people have reported like what's actually in the article yet yeah uh, i think they might be under a press embargo until it releases that's what it's looking like so far it's like all images nothing yeah. like you know there's no articles about it really so far. So what we have now are just a r- couple really cool like promo shots For of, sure. of them just like hanging out in the streets. There's like this really cool like fog effect with their like their colors behind it. And it's just it looks really cool. Yeah, there's like one where they're like all sitting on a taxi looking all like awesome. Yeah. And they're like there's another one where they're uh, sitting on the back of a truck. Yeah. And on the truck, it's like public enemies and enemies is scratched out. And it's like Defenders and Big Red. It's so cool. Yeah. So I am super hyped for this because, I mean, I think we both agree that this, like, Marvel Universe and and Netflix has been... Some of the best stuff Marvel has been putting out, Totally agreed. High bar, high caliber stuff. Exactly. Um, You know, and it's really funny, too, because, like, we've become so spoiled now with this Netflix universe. Yeah. Like, I watched Civil War over, over break. And I gotta tell you, man, just even going back and watching some of these like Marvel Studios movies, not holding up for you. They don't match up anymore. No, there's just like the 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 you know the, the dramatic caliber of, of those Netflix shows. Yeah, you know what they're able to do with that universe, um, even though it exists in, in the that, same universe, and it clearly does. You know, they yeah. all make mentions to certain events in the movies that come back, but like I don't know, it just it exists for me independently of all of that. And it's just so much better. So, I mean, just having all of these cats together. It's so cool. Oh, it's really cool. Yeah. And I bring up Sigourney Weaver again because there is one, there is only one image of Sigourney Weaver. Just one. And there's like a brief description of her character, but yeah. they didn't say who she was. They only said her first name is Alexandria. Yeah. That's all they, they're putting out there. So, I don't know. We have to go scour our books now. Let's go scour our books to find out. Who I read this somewhere that, might like, be. Uh, sorry to cut you off, but like, I read somewhere Damn that, it, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. It's okay. Uh, some some fans were like speculating that she might be like a a gender swapped Mandarin. Interesting. Like you know, like how there was the whole thing with the All Hail the King. Yeah. And Iron Man three, like there's actually a real Mandarin out there. Some people think that she might be you know a female version of the Mandarin, and like the Hand is like a faction you know or like a sub organization of the Ten Rings or something. That's really. And cool. they might do something with the Mandarin. That I I could get behind that because it's it's Sigourney Weaver. Oh, I could buy that too. So, uh, like I, I'm for that. Some people might be like, "What? You're gonna change it again?" Because like people had problems with Ben Kingsley and that whole thing. I would rather that they change it. I'd yeah. rather that that gets like retconned yeah. from our existence. I'm okay with them playing around with the Mandarin because that character was honestly like a racist caricature of like what was going on. Yeah. With certain groups at the at the time when that character was made. So like. It's understandable that they're changing it, and I could get behind this change. Oh, it totally begs to be cleaned absolutely, up. absolutely, yeah. For sure. And it's 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 interesting. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. Obviously, from that one image, yeah. she's a person of high influence for sure. Person of major power. She looks like she's got mad money too. She's sleeveless, but clearly she has something up her sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was good. Oh, thanks, man. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see what that brings us. So yeah. I think that is out on January 20th. Wow, a lot of stuff landing on January 20th. Um, so go ahead yeah. and pick that up if you can. We'll do it, and we'll look at some of this detail if we can. If we have anybody in, inside who will give us some information, we'll be ready to, to disseminate that for you. Absolutely. Um, and so now we're switching universes one more time. All right, we're moving from Marvel back to DC. Hopping on over. It, it needs to happen. Um, but I will say this. I'm, I'm not very happy no? about this news. Yeah. In fact, when I read it yesterday, Noah, I, I died a bit inside. A little bummed out? A little, little bummed out. Guys, you guys like Green Lantern, right? Who doesn't? I love Green Lantern. He's green. You know, he's a lantern. <laughs> he's a space cop. Yeah. It's a bunch of space cops. How could you how could you hate the idea of like space buddy cops running around in comic books or movies? It Dude. seems like a fun time, yeah. right? My question is what could bring that down to such a level where it could be just like over dramatic plotting schlock? I'll tell you how. You introduce David Goyer into the mix. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been brought to our attention and to the geek universe's attention that David Goyer is slated to co-write the Green Lantern core movie that's coming out at least in 2019. Yeah. Holy crap, why? I know, right? They must have like some sort of like, I don't know, like they won't let him go. He just keeps on coming back. So here's the deal with all this. Let's let's break this down why this is so tumultuous for, for at least me. And I want to get Noah's take on this because okay. he hasn't really been privy to a lot of these hateful David Goyer conversations. Yeah. But I think he'll understand where I'm coming from. So, David Goyer, who's best known for working with Christopher Nolan on most of the, the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. Right? Yep. Even if he didn't write, like, all of the screenplays. I think he did Batman Begins and he was sort of, like, involved with the story in the other two, but not so much, like... Yeah. 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 Um, Goyer wrote more of... Dark Knight Rises than he did Dark Knight. He okay. came up with the story with him, but Jonah, Chris Nolan's brother, helped pretty much write most of that screenplay okay. and really reworked that script and that story. Um, the biggest problem that people have with David Goyer is that sometimes he muddies up movies way too much and they turn out to be just a complete mess. And we saw that much, much more with Man of Steel which he had heavy hands in, and Batman vs. Superman, which he had heavy hands in. And personally, if I'm going to place blame on any of those movies not working right, it's going to be on David Goyer. Okay. He just takes things way too far. And I think the majority of the fan universe feels that way too, that any time that David Goyer's name comes up in something, it's like, oh, it's God. It's just like, eh. Like, what's he yeah. going to change now? Okay. What piece of canon is he going to warp to make it fit his movie, and is it going to work, Right. I don't, I don't think that David Goyer should have the power in WB that he has, but he does, and he's got, like, first look rights. Yeah. So this is probably how he got involved. And, yeah, for sure. It just gets very sloppy sometimes. See, like, with me, like, I'm, I was a fan of, like, Batman Begins, and I was, like, I mean, people had their problems with Man of Steel. I did in, like, specific areas, but I actually, like, genuinely... Like, really liked Man of Steel. And see, that's what's weird. I do, too, and I genuinely love Batman vs. Superman, but almost all the things that people bring up as things that they did not like about those yeah. movies, even if they're things that I liked, yeah. are all David Goyer, like, centric, idiosyncratic David Goyer stuff. Okay. So it really freaks me out. That, that this is what's going on. You're taking possibly one of the most fun, most, like, 
outlandish properties yeah. in the DC universe, right? And they very clearly stated originally that they wanted it to be like this kind of buddy cop movie. You know? Yeah, because that was that's what the pitch is apparently coming from uh, David Goyer is that it's essentially a lethal weapon in space. Which it's, sounds really cool. Yeah. But on the other hand... It is Goyer. He is like... Ten, he tends to make it on the more, you know, over-serious side of things. Yeah, I just don't think he can pull it off. Yeah. I don't think he can pull off his grand ambitions. And they also... So they said that they're going to fast-track this too. Yeah, that's that's the, the word with this is that the Green Lantern Corps movie is kind of being fast-tracked over at Warner Brothers because... Uh, I mean, this is, there's no official word, but there's been, like, different uh, entertainment journalists talking about this, that this is being fast-tracked, but, and this is, might be due to other films like The Flash and Batman being delayed because the director for The Flash dropped out. Uh, Batman is, uh, you know, it never had, like, an official release date, but it was, you know, always assumed to be starting production this spring. Uh, but Affleck is like, you know, he wants some time off because he's had a really super busy year. Understandable. So they're going to delay it a few months. It's probably going to come out. Uh, not not what everyone was expecting. So, like, uh, that's what's going on. So people are thinking that they're going to move up Green Lantern to sort of fit those, uh, you know, dates that they have set in place for those films. Uh, uh, possibly along with, like, Shazam. Because there was that, uh, uh, The Rock. Like, you know, he had posted out, like, pictures on Instagram about like his meetings with uh Jeff Johns and like DC and stuff so it seems there's a lot of things moving around in their uh slate of films and I think like Green Lantern is for sure there along with uh Shazam and possibly Sirens uh Gotham City Sirens because you know uh, uh Suicide Squad his the director and writer for that he's all over that it seems like things are moving around yeah. and being pushed forward the momentum's there and yeah. I, li- I like seeing the fact that they're they're trying to move not only as fast as they can, but it seems like they're they're starting to realize that they need to move more efficiently. Yeah. My fear is this, right? Is that like there's a caveat here. Give Ben Affleck all the time that he wants Absolutely. to come up with that script. And in fact, every single time there's an interview of him saying, I'm not going to do this if the script isn't right. I love the guy even more because that just shows how dedicated he is a, to getting it right. Absolutely. But also his, his mean that he's an auteur man, you know, he wants us. He's to, an artist. Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't want this to be some run of the mill Batman flick. If he's going to touch it, it's got to be something that's gold. Absolutely. And that is the big difference between someone like Ben Affleck and a David Goyer, right? Because David Goyer doesn't care. He's like, yeah, let's fast track. Let's look at, let's get this done. And the fact of even fast tracking, it means that there's going to be even less oversight over Goyer even from Jeff Johns. Well, I think uh, with that, though, I think there's going to be... Because, uh, like, Jeff Johns is overseeing everything yeah. DC movie-related. Uh, like, he, he's working with uh, Affleck on Batman, but he's overseeing... He's executive producing Green Lantern, and, he, you know, Jeff Johns, he does, like, so much with Green Lantern yeah. in the comics. He's, he's great. Uh, I think, like, personally, I think it's going to be okay. I'm optimistic because I think you say that I'm I know still here freaking I, these, out. these are big statements, but like, oh I think, God. uh, I think like if, you know, Ayer, or, uh, uh, David Goyer, I was thinking, you know, uh, I think if Goyer missteps with this script, cause this is the early stages, yeah, you know, way early stages of this Green Lantern, uh, movie. I think like if he messes up, I think Jeff Johns is going to hop in there and so. re- do some rewrites. I for sure think that's what's going on. Cause DC in Warner Brothers, they're really, you know, treading lightly. Like, you know, Suicide Squad, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman weren't, you know, universally recepted 
well. It was very controversial movies all the way around. Yeah. So I think, I don't think they're going to want to mess this up, especially since the last Green Lantern movie was meh, along with their current problems. Oh, I don't, I think they're going to, I think they're going to, you know, going to try to cover their butts with this. Cover your butts, yeah. WB. Yeah, we'll see, man. I don't know. I just, I, I guess every time that like Goyer is involved with something, and that's way understandable. I totally get some, that. Somebody sure. at somebody at WB or yeah. someone who's an executive computer is like, you know, David, you got this. Like, and then they yeah. get the script, and on paper it works, and it's like, oh, this is really cool. And then when you go to execute it and put it on screen, it's like maybe this was not the best idea yeah. in the world. I mean, you're talking about the guy who, uh, I mean, it was Snyder and Goyer who wanted to change the ending of Man of Steel to. Superman breaking Zod's neck. Yeah, and then uh, I think Nolan was saying don't Nolan do it. Nolan was like, absolutely not. This yeah. goes against what the character kind of stands for. And if you're building up this huge, like, momentum of the fact that, like, he's learned temperance through his father telling him not to do stuff like this, you're totally 180 on the entire, like, message of that movie. Yeah. Now, I think that's a little extreme, and I don't agree. I think it's a good, I think that was a good moment. I, I think so, too. I thought I actually really appreciated that. I think it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was effective. But I know so many people who just saw that one moment yeah. and were like, I'm done with this universe. Like, it's so, you know, like, it was such a controversial moment. And I understand, like, they they can't, you know, do that all the time. Because, yeah. like, you, you have to have, like, your solid fan base. You can't, can't keep on dividing everybody. And, so. and the cool thing is, too, is that, like, maybe enough of these, like, working pieces in this script from what we know about it so far. I mean, the lethal weapon aspect, right? So yeah. you're getting something that's going to be kind of like a, like a cop comedy. Yeah. And it's supposed to be, uh, they're supposed to feature the origin of John Stewart, which is even better yeah. because I mean, I'm so sick of like Hal Jordan representation in this. Even Kyle Rayner would have been cool, but I mean, I love John Stewart. Me and too. John Stewart's story is so cool. His interactions with the team, like right when he was introduced were so cool too. You know, I don't know if they're going to play with, like, the kind of the racism aspect, but, like, there was, like, a really crazy, like, like theme of those first couple books when he was introduced of Hal not trusting him simply because he was black, you know? And that's that was so weird for, like, you know, DC to play with. I mean, you're talking about generations of DC playing with social issues and things like that, and that's just another one of those, like, pinpoints of DC trying to, like, say, like, you know, equality is good, yeah. diversity is good, the more diverse teams we have the better off our universe will be. And that's not even like looking at it from a marketing perspective. That was just for like messaging and storytelling. Um, so good on DC for even thinking that Jon Stewart should be the guy. For sure. Right? And um, so many talented black actors too. I mean, this could be a really good step forward. With I them. think so too. You Absolutely. Know? If this and Wonder Woman work out really well, I think that people's perceptions of this universe are going to get better. Will change. Yeah. So we'll see, man. You know, I hate to be so skeptical so early. No, on. like I think that's extremely like okay because like you know, you care about it and you want to you know you want it to be good. Green Lantern's my favorite DC property. Yeah, like so. by far. I know the most about about Green Lantern than I do anything else, and it's just uh, yeah, man, we'll see. It's not like you don't want it to be good. You're just you know you're you're thoughtful about it. Yeah, and that's it's okay. weird. It's weird too because all the rest of these movies, like I'll go in there with such like a like an open mind. Yeah, and be like, okay, it could be different. They could change some canon pieces, and like I'd still be okay. It could be a mad movie, and I'd still enjoy it. Yeah, right. I don't think I can be like that for Green Lantern. Nah, I'm gonna be in there just like, like 
look at this. What, what, why'd they change that? No, no, why? <laughs> yeah, so here's to hoping, man. Here's yeah. to hoping that my experience is good. And so last on the on the news front and movie front, and this is really cool. I, I think so, too. This is really dope. Yeah. So Woody Harrelson is cast in the Han Solo movie. It's too bad he's not cast as Han Solo, but, you know, they're going for a young Han Solo. If they were going to actually remake these movies in general, I would always cast Woody Harrelson. He would be great. Yeah, you know, as as uh, as Luke, too. In fact, just just give Woody Harrelson every role in remaking every Star Wars movie. That would be an interesting movie to see. I'm Absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be Han Solo's mentor, and his like you know his like his point man. Yeah. He's gonna be a criminal too, so he probably teaches him the ways of smuggling. So I'm really interested in seeing this. I mean, he's just such a, such a prolific actor in general. Absolutely. Uh, like I never would picture him. You know, like if I hadn't heard this news i never could picture you know like i don't immediately think yeah woody harrelson in a star wars movie but this makes so much it's a, sense it's a weird pick yeah it's not it's like an unusual pick but it makes so much sense and it's really like honestly perfect yeah and i feel way better about this than i did childish gambino as as lando calrissian not a fan oh god no i'm so excited man i'm so excited here's the deal man and i think this is a generational yeah. thing right and i'm not that much older than you guys but like I'm almost like 10 years older than you. A little bit. Which is kind yeah. of crazy, right? Yeah. I'm an old man. That's okay. I'm, I'm Noah's adoptive uh, uncle, <laughs> I think. I don't know. I don't know what my relationship to Jordan is. Like, it's, I guess she's like my new sister. Something like that. So that you're my un- you know, I'm your uncle. It's it's a weird family That's all right. going on. <laughs> strange, strange things afoot. Alex is just laughing. But uh, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. It's just uh, Woody Harrelson. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. But... Uh, Moving on, we both saw Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Did you like Rogue One? I loved Rogue One. <sighs> See, I have a lot of mixed feelings about Rogue One. Yeah. And we're going to talk about them as soon as we get back from a commercial break. We'll use this as the segue. That's the segue. We'll see you guys in a second. See ya. Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus. Hey Geek fans, we're back, and as always, check out every single CM Life podcast if you can. There's some great stuff going on. Noah himself hosts a really popular, cool podcast. Yeah, it's a CMU Netflix Club. We talk about Netflix movies, shows, and like news regarding Netflix itself. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Way to cover way to actually, cover something that people really care about. I'm yeah. actually really happy with uh, Netflix today, because um, the day that we're recording this, today, Friday... Um, the series of unfortunate events, season one yeah. released, like I the know. entire season released, I believe it was. I'm honestly gonna binge. I don't watch know. That. I don't know if it, it. I think they said it was like the entire season. They just got eight episodes today. up right now. Is it eight episodes? Eight episodes are okay. up right now. Okay. Cool. My girlfriend just told me she's like, "Would you be really upset if I started this without you?" <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I don't even care. Like, I didn't read the books. Like, uh, I didn't see the Jim Carrey movies. Yeah. I mean, I probably would be in your case. Yeah. Like. No, I'm watching this with you. Yeah, no, she's you for, wait for me. She's definitely forcing me to do it. So I will I'll do it with you anyway, babe. That's fine. But yeah, no, that's really cool. So if you want to check out anything else, go and go and check it out. We have sports podcasts, we've got feature podcasts, news podcasts. Yep. And of course we got this intrepid podcast right here. Raving Geeks. The best of all. I'm a little biased. 
But guys, um, this 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 break was interesting, right? For sure, definitely. Winter break was fun. It was it was lazy for me. Sam, I didn't do a whole lot. Except, except for, you know, what about, lot. what about you, Alex? Did you work? I worked a lot. Um, I was working in a box plant, uh, stacking boxes and cutting boxes and all that box stuff. That's, wow. That sounds interesting. Wow. Did you build <laughs> yourself a box fort? No. Oh, come not, on. I'm not allowed to. Oh, come on. <laughs> that sucks. That's I like wish. The, that's like the best part of playing with boxes, right? <laughs> yeah, that's playing with boxes. I was working yeah, with boxes. A There's point. a big difference. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Gotta work. That being said, you know, we, uh, we we caught up on some movies. We caught up on some stuff. But one thing that we got to talk about, that we, we've been kind of chatting about on the social media, but we wanted to save our thoughts for this podcast right here. For Raving Geeks. We just, we Geeks. saw Rogue One. And I think we are on like complete opposite ends of the spectrum, which is good. Which is real good because I've been hearing a lot of a lot of like mixed reviews on it. Foster's debate, right? Foster's debate. That's good. Um, I did not like it. No, I did not like it. I thought it was Uh jumpy. I thought it was choppy. I don't know, man. Um, if if I'm gonna go through like a point by point criticism. It's gonna be lengthy, so I'll keep Um, my stuff short. All right. Um, I, I will note that. From what I've heard from other people is like they either like really liked it or like their biggest complaint was that they just didn't get enough uh, character development. Like, yeah, I mean, yep. well, like they they just kind of they focus on the story like way too much, but never like really giving any detail on the characters themselves. No, it's all over the place. So if I'm gonna begin, it's gonna be from from the minute that movie opens up. One, I know this is a stickler kind of thing. We did not get the scroll. There's no scroll whatsoever. Yeah, the opening scroll. It just jumps right in, and from that point on, it's like a mile a minute throughout like the first half of the movie. Okay. You jump around constantly to different planets. It got had this like little like all these title cards for different planets, and that was like so outside the realm of like what I imagine a Star Wars movie is even gonna be like. Yeah. Structurally, that I just I did not feel like I was in a Star Wars movie at all. At okay. least until the second half. And, you know, there was moments, there were glimpses, you know? Yeah. You had, like, certain, like, tableaus of, like, stormtroopers and planets and, like, different, like, droids. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, I mean, yeah, that made it kind of feel like Star Wars. But it, you didn't you didn't experience, you know. It felt but, like but, a, but then again, they're also kind of doing, like, a different style because they're not focusing on the Jedi. They're not focusing on, like, the storyline of the Jedi. They're I'd argue that there's on, no Star Wars without Jedi. That there's no True. Star Wars without the Force. But there is very much that, you I know, mean, the Jedi may not be there, but there is that kind of, like, shadow, you know, of the Jedi, like, where they, yeah. you know, like, they they still talk about the Force and the Jedi as yeah. almost like, like, a, like a myth, like a legend, in yeah. a way. Like, there's still, like, you can feel the influence, but they're not, you know, directly in there. It's, like, more yeah, like a, it's like a very just, ground level thing. It was more just kind of, like, explaining the... Uh, the story of the rebels. Yeah, it was more like rebel-y. They didn't do a good job at it. This, that's good. Here's, yeah. here's, okay. here's my point. Yeah. My point is this, is that you have a movie that's trying to be so different as, as like a saga story, right? And yeah. you're going for this war film, you're going through all this other stuff. You, In order to make a war film work, right, you've got to care about the characters. And it goes back to kind of what Alex mentioned too, because that's like the biggest point of contention, is that I did not care about any single one of those characters except for Vader. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in any of this yep. okay. throughout the entire time 
And like little parts of it just took me so out, so far out of the movie that it just, um, it was, it was just like irreconcilable, like completely. Like, you know, you had Saw Gerrera show up, you know, Forrest Whitaker, who was pegged as supposed to have like kind of a big part in this movie. Yeah. That's what all of us assumed. Like he shows up and like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Does he even know if he's a good guy or a bad guy? Does he even know that he's in this movie? Does Forrest Whitaker, can he see out the other eye? That's the question I have. Can he see out of his other eye? But anyway, the point is, is this, is that like you're moving through all this stuff. And the best thing about Star Wars is that you feel attached yeah. to every single character that shows up, whether it's freaking C-3PO, R2-D2, R2-D2, or one of the Skywalker family members, right? Yeah. Like, whether it's Han, like each of these people have so much charm and character that like while they're kind of like these moving parts, you feel for every single one of them. You feel like you know them. You kind of feel like you're, like, a part of the group. Yeah, I didn't feel like that at all through this. No? No. And people's, like, you know, it's, like, a weird comparison, but people said, like, the same thing about Suicide Squad, that, like, it moves yeah. so fast. See, like, I that was, like, totally me with Suicide Squad. I didn't care about anyone, honestly. Yeah, ex- except for, like, maybe Deadshot. Deadshot, yep. And Harley yeah. a little bit. You know, when they flesh Harley out, it's going to be cool. But I, I, didn't, I didn't get yeah. any of that in this, in, in with Rogue, Rogue One, One whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, see, like, there's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ugh, ugh, <laughs> okay, no. See, like, with me, like, I, like, for sure there was, like, a lack of, like, character development, absolutely. But for me, like, I still had that attachment. Yeah. I think that's probably due to me being, like, like, I'm a ginormous Star Wars fan. So, like, I was, like, autom- automatically soul, heart invested in this. So, like, maybe that was kind of, like, you know why I wasn't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like I kind of, like, overlooked that. But, like, despite there not being character development, I still was able to enjoy it. But uh, I, I acknowledge that there wasn't a lot of character development. There just wasn't, man. Yeah. And it didn't it didn't feel... But it didn't take me out of it. Like, oh, you're saying it took you out of it? Yeah, and, I mean, it's, it's little things, too. And, like, someone tried to explain to me, like, well, this it was nice to see a movie a Star Wars movie that was not about the Force and yeah. was not about the Skywalker family. And again, I go back to, like, you know, it's cool that you want to tell these, like, different pieces of canon to kind of flesh it out, especially yeah. how they got the Death Star plans. Like, yeah. that's kind of important, and I was always, I was just so amped to get that. But, like, it just felt out of place, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and even, like, the one guy, like, Chimi, right? Like, the, the blind dude. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, like, evokes the Force, you know? Yeah. He evokes it, like, as, like, this kind of mysticism. Almost like it's essentially, like, a religion. Which I kind of liked, yeah. right? I liked it to the point yeah. where I was like, all right, but I was, like, convinced that this guy was going to be some, like... Some sort of Jedi. Some lapsed Jedi yeah. who was, like, hiding okay. out, right? And, like, that was yeah, okay. that, that was going to be really interesting for me, that, like, he was also going to pull that staff out and it was going to be a lightsaber, lightsaber. and, like, <laughs> you know, he's going to be kicking butt left and right. That's what a lot of people were yeah. thinking. And I was so disappointed that I didn't get that. Like, I mean, come on, you're talking about, like, a pivotal point in Star Wars canon where every Jedi is hiding out. They're fearing yeah. for their lives, yeah. but they're so, like... Well, I mean, at like wanting to bring that back. Well, and right, we like right it. after the what, the third episode. Yeah, it was like Order sixty six. Yeah, Order sixty six. Like yep. almost every single Jedi got wiped out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. exactly. Pretty much everything should have been like gone. I just, I gotta, I, 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 can't, I can't believe that the only Jedi who are left that Are they were talking Obi-Wan? about are Luke, Obi Wan, Yoda, and yeah. and Anakin. Well, they're they're. I mean, like. 
and Leia. I mean, if you really want to get there's also yeah. if like there's this show Star Wars Rebels that's yeah. considered canon. So there's like uh, Ahsoka Tano, who was like yeah. Anakin's like pad uh, Padawan in the uh, Clone Wars show. Sorry, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like Ahsoka. Ahsoka's yeah, around, cool. uh, and then there's Kanan, and then there's the little kid that's in Rebels. So like there are other Jedi, but like it's nothing you know super ingrained within like the core. Like movies, it's all yeah. the extended like universe, like books and and TV shows. Yeah, yeah. But like to me, like what you're talking about, like how like you were you thought like uh, Chirrut was like a Jedi and That's stuff. That's what his name was. Yeah. Uh, no, you're good. Like uh, I think with that problem, the the character development could have played in you know really well to establish that this is not a Jedi. This is just someone who is an avid follower of like this Force religion that's kind of like the remnants of the Jedi being there. I think that's definitely something they could have, you know, went into more because that's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess like that kind of just throws off like my yeah interpretation of what force followers are. Yeah. Because aren't like all people who like believe in the force and have studied the force. Can't they inherently manipulate the force? No, it's doesn't like that, like doesn't that make that? No, like there's like there is like the force where like you can believe in it and it's like sort of like almost like like a religion in, in a sense, but that doesn't yeah. inherently make you like a force user, user or like susceptible, uh, or be able to connect with the force. Like you can like uh, you know. You know it's like, there, but you can't touch yeah, it. Yeah, you know it's there, but you can't like you can, touch you it. You can or look, but you can't it. touch. Well, I guess like. <laughs> you can, <laughs> oh my God. Wow, I'm sorry. That was good. There's rules here. Don't look, but you can touch. Don't touch, but you can look. I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it just it, but freak, I, it freaks me out. I think like what you're saying, like how like the lack of character development that would should have been a thing that they should have brought to the forefront to make clear to the people who didn't know that, and I think that's some stuff that they could have done for sure. Yeah, it was just it was just all over the place for me. And then like the second half of the movie did redeem itself. Um, you know, once they introduced Vader, yeah. That was really cool. I did like that on on every single one of the planets they put a tag on it, but as soon as they got to like Mustafar and got to Vader's castle, that was yeah. really it's like they intentionally didn't put that in yeah. there because they're like you know where this is at this is a place where Anakin you know died so. and isn't it like such a cruel joke that like the emperor would like build him a castle in the place where like his, his biggest pain happened see like I think he uh, did I mean, it on purpose because like the Sith they draw their power from uh, suffering from pain. pain so I think like yeah. Yeah. that's like almost like a like a like a five hour energy thing <laughs> the like, Bacta tank is yeah like, <laughs> he gets out of the tank every morning and like he looks outside he's like ugh Obi-Wan. Oh, and I'm then so mad. That's how he wakes up <laughs> in the morning. I'm so sad and mad. This is great. I'm going <laughs> to kill everybody now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was really cool. Um, some people thought Vader's dialogue was lame. Yeah, like uh, people had complaints about, um, like it was like the the line, don't choke on your assumptions. Yeah. Yeah. It was like kind of punny. It was kind of punny. Like to me, it didn't come across super punny, but I could totally. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I, thought, I liked it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> and like, in like. Not maybe not no, not so much funny, but like it was scary. It was scary. He was choking that dude it out. It was genuinely scary. Yeah, that's what like I was like. All right, this film just elevated itself, and yeah. I talked to Malachi about it too, and he's like, "Dude, Vader was just worth worth the price of admission." Honestly, and I yeah. got to agree with him. I would I would honestly sit through that movie in in its entirety again just, just for to Vader. see those two like main Vader parts. Yeah. 
Um, it was great. And when they brought him back, when he's like, all right, screw this. I'm going to just have to do this myself because I can't trust any of you guys, right? <laughs> yeah, I like, there's like a the line. like, fuck it. Yeah. There's a I line. I it myself. <laughs> Exa- yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, there's this line where there, it was like the Empire was fighting the rebel fleet. And there's this part where Tarkin is in the uh, Death Star and he's like, uh, Vader will handle the fleet. And he, Vader. Well, he, he handled them. He handled it all by himself. Oh, he handled it. He yeah. walked in there and it's like, uh, like, Okay, so, like, one of the things that I already kept bringing up was that, like, the juxtaposition between that and the, like, Daredevil, like, hallway fight scene. Yeah. It's like, who who wins Hall Monitor champion of 20, 2016, it, right? Darth Vader. Vader wins, yeah. dude. Vader just went in there and just tore it up. And that was super cool, just seeing him just throw around rebels left and right, just like... It was, like, horrifying, It was honestly. pretty scary, man. Yeah. And then there's that last look where he's, like, reaching out, you yeah. know, and he's like, no, they've escaped me. Which, like, no. then ties into... Uh, <laughs> Please, no. Like a n- <laughs> it then, like, ties into A New Hope, because, like, when A New Hope opens up, Vader's, like, super angry about, like, you know, the plans and, like, Leia and everything. And after, you know, Rogue One, you completely understand where he's at, because yeah. he, he almost had it. So then they take off and they're gone. So, like, I think it really adds on a whole new layer to Vader. In the yeah. sense that, like, you know, yeah. he he's, like, super against the Rebels. You get why, because he was right there. Yeah. And also how, like, intimidating he is and how, like, really powerful this guy actually is. It felt like two movies. It felt like two movies in two different worlds. That second half, especially with all those, like, the Starfighter, like, battles and stuff like that, okay. um, that felt more like a Star Wars movie. Yeah. And, like, the first part just felt like this weird setup to, like, we're just going to race through and get to, like, episode four, you know? Yeah. And um, I thought the way that they transitioned into episode four was really cool. was not a fan of the, the Carrie Fisher CGI. Yeah. was definitely not a fan of the Tarkin CGI. See, I thought, like, with me, like... Lame. Yeah. I thought the Tarkin CG worked, but I don't think the Leia one did. I didn't either. At all. Well, it was interesting because we were we were sitting there. My girlfriend and I saw this together with Kelsey too. We all all three of us went to go see it, and um, you know it gets to that scene where like it shows her back, right? Yeah. And you mm-hmm. see the gown, and you see the buns, and you're just like, yes, yeah. okay, this is like the perfect transition. And if they would have literally just shown the back of her head, yeah. and they would have given her the plans, and she would have just said something to whoever. I'm trying to remember who even gave her the plans in the first place. Yeah. Um. That would have been really poignant. It would have been executed really well. And it just cut off right there. It would have been an awesome tease. But the minute she turned around, her face was like half warped from the CGI. I don't know. It just it did really it did Carrie Fisher's like legacy a disservice, and it's yeah. even more sad too because now that she's freaking dead. That yeah. yeah, God. And so we haven't really had time to talk about this, and I think maybe we should dedicate an episode to just like talking about Carrie, her legacy. Yeah, yeah because we don't have time to do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus, man, Carrie Fisher, rest in peace. Honestly, like, how yeah. sad is all that? You know, um, and and her mom too. At the same at time, at the same time, I can't was, imagine what that family. It was like a day or two apart. A day apart. Yeah, it was a day apart. Like a day apart. I can't imagine what that family is going through right now. Yeah, but yeah, it sucks. I mean, and that's the thing is that Debbie Reynolds was, you know, important to Hollywood. Yeah, like when, like she did a bunch of like musicals and she stuff. She did. A lot of people are contentious about like. Yeah, her. and she was in what Halloween Town too. Yeah, yeah she, she was. She was the grandma. She, she was. So yeah. like people are contentious about like her 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 actual legacy, whether she was really that important to like musical theater and Hollywood or not. That being said, 
no one can can doubt the impact that Carrie Fisher had in just yeah, this one definitely. role. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? She had a definitely. bunch of different roles. She wrote a lot. She wrote a lot of comedy, which is really cool. She too. wrote a lot of books too. She yeah. wrote a lot of books. So she was really prolific. But it's like, um, for me, it's like Guns N' Roses syndrome, right? Because yeah. I have yeah. this argument with people all the time: is that does Guns N' Roses deserve like the like emblem of being one of the greatest rock bands of all time? Because you really think about it, they only had one really good album, right? <laughs> Yeah. Use Your Illusion is really good and whatever, but like Appetite for Destruction is like a seminal work in rock and roll at that point in time. That's exactly how Star Wars is, is that it's like a time and a place where it was sorely needed. It hit so many people's lives and affected so many people's lives. Mm -hmm. You know, Carrie Fisher could have easily not done anything else for the rest of her career and rode this out, Mm kind of like how Nimoy did with, with Spock. Yeah. And would have been fine. Yeah. But she, but she didn't want just that. She wanted to keep creating art it was awesome and um you know it's just it's really sad and especially really sad because you know as we're talking about rogue one and whether we liked it or not i mean it's really inconsequential on whether we love rogue one or not because it's Mm -hmm. just a side story yeah yeah these three next movies or at least the two next movies and then the actual regular line saga are like so important to me in general I mean, when I saw Force Awakens, a lot of people said that they didn't like Force Awakens, but the majority did. Yeah. It was brilliant. I liked Force Awakens. It was a nice, it was a guy, nice nostalgic feel, and it kind of brought back a new, like, a new transition. And it worked yeah. as a great introduction to this universe, right? Yeah. To, to the next to, generation to the next, of fans. To the next generation. The reason why New Hope works so well is because that formula was good as an introduction. Yeah. It's yeah. set up to be able to do something like Empire and then eventually Jedi, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly how I see this going, too. Her role was supposed to be huge in number nine. Huge. I mean, they already finished number eight. Yeah, they did finish She's number all eight. Set. So. She's all set, so that's good. So, but now they have to drastically re- not only rewrite the saga, you know, to yeah. make this fit, Yeah. but we get to lose something like, you know, we got to see Luke play out all of his stuff, Yeah. right? Yeah. We got to see him work through all of his challenges with the Force and things like that. If this is going where I thought this was going to go, as mm-hmm. Leia being a big mentor to to Ray even more than Luke mm-hmm. we're gonna miss out on that yeah, yeah. and that's just kind of sad aside from losing a great actress I mean what this is gonna do to the franchise is just really you know absolutely it sucks there are some people that are wondering uh you know like with the technology displayed in Rogue One uh with bringing back you know older characters with CGI uh they're wondering if they might do something similar to what they have done in like a recent uh the recent Fast and Furious movie with Paul Walker, possibly in episode uh, nine to like kind of, you know, do like almost a send off. I don't want to see that either, man. Me neither. I I could not do that. Especially after what we saw in Rogue One. That being so awkward. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not worth it. And I really just hope, I mean, it's, it's Disney, right? Disney is so, so apt and so like ready to just do this, this stuff without really thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they think people will A, accept it and they... Really, it's just them kind of getting their rocks off, saying, like, oh, look what we can do. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we developed Pixar and all this other stuff. So, yeah. like, yeah. nah, I man, I don't, I'm not down. I don't see it happening. But it's um, it's sad. Well, but you I know can... what's not sad? Hmm. Classic anime. Classic anime. For sure. Classic anime is pretty fun. It's the best. Come on you now. Know, and here's the thing, too, is that we're, we're, we're like, passing anime nerds. This, yeah. this kid over here, <laughs> he Alex. Is, yeah, me. I'm, Alex like, the like, biggest freaking anime nerd ever. He's king anime. <laughs> I mean, so 
It's what I want to do with my uh, career. So there that's you awesome. Go. That's great. Do you want to be a voice actor? No, 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 no. With all these crazy voices you got, you <laughs> I can mean, do yeah, it. yes, I can do crazy voices, but <laughs> I don't feel like I can maintain the crazy voices yeah, well enough to be able to just do it for hours on end that's and then do it and have consistency. <laughs> so I mean, we gotta, we there, gotta. there's a lot of voice actors that can do that, do it really well. Yeah. I cannot. I mean, yes, I can do crazy voices, but eh. I feel that. I get you. So we got a guy who can kind of check us if we're, if we're, but, if we're being, you know, as, as, uh, knowledgeable. For sure. As we think that we actually <laughs> yeah. are. Cause I, we have a tendency to sometimes. Yeah. To push the yeah. line. So we're going to have, we're going to have you check us. But we're going to talk about things that are actually pretty easy to, to get into. Yeah. We're not talking about complex anime. No. We're talking about pretty, like, straightforward action anime. Absolutely. Yeah. We're talking about Gundam Wing. Yeah. One of the, the greatest the action mech animes of all time. I mean, a lot of stuff still pulls from Gundam. It does. Oh, like, for sure. It, it's one of those classic things that people just, like, it still keeps coming back and just, like, keeps getting, like... A lot of different companies kind of like have a throwback to it. Like sure. Blizzard uh, has a few like skins in Overwatch that are kind of like based on Gundam wings. Yeah, Guillermo it's del really Toro's cool. uh, like Pacific Rim. He flat out said in like the you know bonus features or whatever he drew so much yeah. inspiration yeah, yeah, yeah. from Gundam when he was designing like the robots and stuff, the the Jaegers. Yeah. So there's like so, so much that like uh, different places you know like take from in terms of like Gundam. So it's it's really cool. Yeah, it is. And then, so, we got that, and, you know, that's, like, a genre, like you said, that, like, even still, like, like mechas and, yeah. because mech animes are just so cool to, yeah. to do. Absolutely. They're always, they're always fun. And then you've got something mystical, which still, I mean, still is rather popular. Oh, yeah. But Dragon you, Ball but Z. But you got something like Dragon Ball, right? Dragon Ball. Those Dragon Ball Z. Great. Dragon Ball GT. Dragon and, Ball Kai. Yeah. <laughs> so, now we have Dragon Ball Super, right? Yeah. So, which is really cool, because it's been out for a minute, right? It's Yeah, been, it's got, like... 60 some episodes out yeah. now. Yeah. They've got like yeah. 70, 70, 70, 70 episodes, episodes 70 episodes now? Okay. Yeah. Wow. So they're they're working up to, to it, but it's all subbed right now, Yeah. right? So they're just working on dubbed versions. Yeah, I dubbed versions have just hit America. Yeah. They're starting on Toonami now too. They just shot the first episode okay. last Saturday. Nice. So, so you can see the second episode this Saturday if you want to. On Toonami. Which on is Toonami. really cool. But because I don't want to wait yeah, and because I'm an impatient man, <laughs> I am watching all of it in Japanese with subs. And I gotta tell you, watching that with subs is a, is a really kind of different experience because yeah. like, you get much more of like what the actual dialogue and like what the storyline was. Absolutely, because they change a lot with they that transition. Do. They have like writers that actually like yeah. go back yeah. and fix some of this. Stuff. Well, okay, um, when they take animes over from Japan and bring it over here, um, what they do is they do a they have the original script. They send that over. They do a translated script to, like, the most, like, uh, correct, like, the most... Because... It's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. No. Tra- translating Japanese to English is kind of like... It's kind of like a... This is kind of what it is, but it's not quite exactly it's what wonky. this is. It's it yeah. is wonky. And then you got to match up the... And, and then you had, to ma- you had to match up the dialogue to the animation. Yeah. Because... Um, in, instead of like with the Japan where they can do the animation to the voice, yeah. they're taking it and doing the voice to the animation. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting. And so we're, they had to rewrite the script to kind of get convey that 
same original meaning within the time within you know, within the time in the mouth flaps. Yeah, mouth flaps. <laughs> That's what they call it. Yeah, no, it's interesting too because like if you like when I was a kid watching Dragon Ball Z, right, yeah, and I was introduced to that because I was introduced to, to Z before I went <laughs> back and like watched Dragon Ball and then eventually started like, reading yeah. Dragon Ball. I know. mean, you just sit back and watch like the original stuff and they don't really. The, you don't see the the voices don't match up like at all. No, most and, of the time. and see they did a better job of it. But yeah, at least it's weird because like too like they'll be <laughs> screaming and yeah. they'll be saying something and they'll have to elongate certain syllables just to yeah. match up. You know. Yeah. Like I remember like when they first introduced like Kid Trunks and Goten, right? Yeah. Um, there's like a scene where like Trunks like walks up to Goten. He's like, "Hey Goten, what you doing?" Right? And it's like really long, elongated like that. It's like clearly, yeah, clearly that was just to like compensate to for trying to out. get the mouth flaps right. Yeah, yeah. and it's just so silly. But um, <laughs> it's really interesting watching it in Japanese. I'm I'm having a good time. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, three now. honestly, I say watch both. Both watch it in the English dub. Watch it in the Japanese dub. Yeah. Um, you'll still enjoy it either way. I mean, I there's like this big long running war between dub and sub. Yeah, and I saw some of that kind of break out on Facebook the other day too. Yeah, which is so, weird. I mean, Angry some fans. some people yeah. just like they're just dedicated to the original Japanese version, and then yeah. they have the those that are just dedicated to the English version, and they just won't switch between the two. And I'm one of the people that like. Each has its own strengths. Each has its own weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you like it, you like it. If you like it, you like it. And it's the same story, pretty much. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They don't change things that drastically. No. So, but what did you? Okay. So, so Noah, why did you want to start embarking on all this Gundam Wing? Like you was, you've been watching like not only the original series, but you've been watching like spinoffs and stuff yeah. and movies. So like I'm super into like the whole giant robot, you know, like genre, the niche. Like I'm all about Transformers. Like that was my childhood. Transformers, Still super robots in disguise. Exactly, <laughs> love it so much. And uh, like w- Jordan, like had mentioned a few times, like on the podcast about like Gundam and stuff, and like, uh, like I was like, what is that? And I started looking it up. And oh, did you really not know about you know, it? No, like I mean, I sort of did. Like I, I had like, seen you know. like the models, like the figures that people can put together, but I'd never yeah. seen any like clips and stuff. So like I knew it was like okay. It is giant robots, but like I was it's like, a giant robot, but yeah. Uh. But now, like I started to delve into it over Christmas break, and yeah. I watched like the original, like the eighties, uh, like they have like a movie trilogy. It's like you know three seasons, but they kind of compiled them into like three movies. Yeah, watch that, so good. Uh, it's like Gundam, uh, Mobile Suit. That's like the it's like Mobile Suit One. There's like a subtitle, or you know, uh, yeah, watch that. And I started watching. Um, it's like. Gundam 008 mobile suit team or whatever. I'm probably butchering the actual name. I'm so sorry, Gundam fans. Yeah, started watching that. Started watching uh, Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans and uh, Gundam Unicorn, which is like those two are kind of like the newest ones. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to be pushed out like on Toonami and stuff. Yeah. Uh, for sure, I know Unicorn is on Toonami. Uh, but it's so cool. It's so amazing. It's like uh, I had watched a bunch of videos on it about like the lore and like the the process that went behind creating uh, Gundam sure and they're talking about like how with this show with this concept they really wanted to like take the viewers into like a war and tell you and show you 
and make you feel like what war is. Yeah. And they yeah. totally do that. And it's so good. Well, and that's one of the best things that I liked about the show, too, is because aside from like all the really clean animation of awesome yeah. robots, yeah. you yeah. know, it's like you really got a sense that like this was like a, a world that was really well lived in. Yeah. You know, that all yeah. like, the consequences of this war are really felt, you know. Yeah. Definitely, um, and that was it was such a good yeah. plot through too. Absolutely, and getting back to that animation though too, like uh, like my girlfriend and I watched Akira the other night, right? And like, yeah, Akira the, the motorcycle. And yeah, Akira is just beautiful, and um, you know one of the best things about it is that like the animation looks so cinematically clean. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I get like Sailor Moon and Gundam both had those qualities. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. And so well, I, all the old animation, like those were all hand drawn. I know. Yeah. I know, and that's what made it. There's just so much charm and character, and when it was yeah. so clean like that too, being yeah. hand drawn, uh, it just it adds so much more. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. So if you haven't watched Gundam Wing at all, check it out. Check I cannot. Out. Yeah, like if you love like you know giant robots or like like war movies. If you love Transformers, if you love Transformers. Transformers. <laughs> like the original Gundam movie is like the way I kind of described it to my brother. It's like if you like the stylization of like the old G1 Transformers shows, uh, but with like a more serious and like you know, like overarching plot to it, watch Gundam. Like you're yeah. you're gonna like it. It's really good. Yeah, absolutely. And so just one last thing about Dragon Ball Super is that aside from me being a, just a massive Dragon Ball fan, I'm like a complete like idiot nerd. Like back in the day when I was getting into it, Bandai used to have like these like original Japanese like versions of the action figures. There was like no posability to any of them. You know what I'm talking <laughs> oh, yeah, about, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the hollow ones. <laughs> oh, the hollow plastic ones. The hollow ones? ones? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. They like had those like, little were... suits that you could clip on. Oh, know? yeah, those. Yeah, little pegs. <laughs> I had... I had all of them. All of them? I had oh, the wow. entire set of Dragon Ball Z. I had a box like this big, right? Oh, so you're seeing me right now. Box this freaking big. It's ridiculous. Um, I had them. They were stolen from me. No. I had a party at my house like an idiot, and I got drunk, and I showed some people these, these action figures because I was so proud of them. Yeah. And I woke up in the morning, and they were freaking gone. That's no. sad. It is extremely sad. Wow. To no. this day, I feel like an ass for it because I looked at what the value of some of these things are, and they had they had like a, a, a special like zero zero Goku oh, with like oh, interchangeable geez. heads, right? And if you had the oh, gold no. versions, the gold versions are like kind of like the newer ones. But okay. If you had yeah. The yellow ones, those were like original first pressing, right? Yeah. Of, the, of these toys, I had the yellow ones that went for like almost like like nine hundred bucks. Oh my god. We're talking about like a thousand dollar toy, gone gone and these people uh, probably just sold it real for like, nothing yeah because they don't know i don't know man man i don't know but it, it was a big disappointment in my life that hurts so that's how big of a dbz fan i was and then eventually yeah. i got into dragon ball and gt was okay but super is turning out to be really cool because yeah. um you know it's all written right after the majin buu saga it yeah it, it you know pretends that GT didn't really ever exist. You know, it makes GT this kind of a side canon story as it should be. Because I don't think anybody ever actually even felt like that was like a, a true continuation of the show in the first place. Um, but it's really cool because it's like, it's almost far less about Goku as they start getting into it. 
because they do kind of carry on this line. So the that's based off of these two movies that they did, Akira, Akira Toriyama. He wanted to introduce these movies and then introduce a show based off of some of these these plot lines, right? So there is this like god of destruction who like wants to like take Goku on because he wants to fight this Super Saiyan god, you know? Yeah. And like that's like kind of the biggest part of the show. That's like what they're all branching off of. But yeah. as the show keeps going through, it's like really way more about Vegeta, which is really strange because like Vegeta's more of a good guy now. He's a family man, still has a chip on his shoulder, but like he's married to Bulma. He's like takes care of Trunks. In like the second episode, they go out on like a resort trip, you know, <laughs> and it's just like crazy. He feels more like go like Goku yeah. in the beginning of the show, yeah. Um, and it's it's fun. It's fun to see that, yeah. You know, because Vegeta gets a bad rap, and people really like Vegeta because he is so like angry all the time. Yeah, it's, he's angsty. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see him in a different way, fleshed yeah. out. Yeah, it's nice to see him have more character than what he originally came out as. Yeah. And like I, to see his character growth is just amazing. And like I think, I think the family aspect really kind of yeah, mellows that out too. Yeah, you know, um, and he's got all this stuff he's got to wrestle with because he's still not over the fact that like you know Goku is is better than him, even <laughs> though he accepts at the end of the Majin Buu saga that Goku is better. Fine, than him. you're better than me. I don't think it really <laughs> ever like sticks. You know, so he's like on this like mission to try to like be. Hey, like, so he just kind of found his own rival with. Goku and yeah. it's it's one of those like it's never going to end. No, it's but it's like he's just kind of like he's letting it go a little bit. Yeah, like and en- enough so that he's not like trying to like kill him, kill him. Yeah, he like just, like I just, he just wants to be better. Yeah, then it'll Goku. be cool to see all that play out. So I'm I'm gung ho into this man. I'm yeah. I'm like 100 sold. Yeah, and so yeah. it's cool. I'll keep you guys updated on what I'm watching for sure <laughs> and how it happens and unfolds. Yeah, but definitely. um. You know, speaking of like magical, magical balls, Harry Potter's world is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, I watched the Fantastic Beasts and where it came from, and it's just like, eh, that was actually really good. Yeah. Guys, I used to hate on Harry Potter a lot. Really? I know. Yeah, that's yeah, why it's did. weird for me to say this, but I yeah, watched all of them over break, and they were great. Oh, they're so. <laughs> they were awesome. Come to the dark side. Oh God, I'm Harry for, for real. I feel like an Come idiot to the magic because side. like. You know, for so long, I'm speaking to you, Facebook, for so long, like, I hated on this stuff, hardcore. My girlfriend was just like, you're an idiot, just watch them, <laughs> you'll you'll love them, trust me. And I did, and like, by the second, like, half of those that movie series, I was just like, asking I need to know. so, so many good. questions. I need to know. Just, like, shut up and watch the movies. <laughs> so like, yeah, I'm into it now. So geek fans, I apologize for talking so much crap this many years. Malachi's <laughs> rolling over in his grave and Jordan's probably just like, <laughs> I, told I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's all fine and dandy and we're getting into the, the nerdum of it. And yeah. I guess I'm getting a little caught up, but, um, that's okay. Have you guys ever heard of, uh, Bernie bots, uh, flavored beans? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So these are interesting. <laughs> I got a pack of these for Christmas. Yeah, okay. and I was forced to eat them, um, <laughs> and a lot of them are really, really bad. Yeah. So here's what we're gonna do, friends. We're gonna take a short, short break, and in a very short section, we're gonna force Noah to eat these blind, yeah. and he's not gonna know what's gonna happen. No idea. So we're gonna take a quick break. We're okay. gonna set this up. Yep. And we're gonna kick back in. So hold on just a second, guys. Bye. Wake up in the morning and not go and get the paper. Hey guys, this episode of Raving Geeks has been sponsored by The Hall of Heroes. 
Located in Campus Court next to Subway, the Hall of Heroes is open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. Visit their website at www.hallofheroesllc.com and let the Hall of Heroes become your go-to comic book destination. Synopsis is real. Never had that old feel with cats who make waves and aptly get a 360 deal. Hey, Geek fans, we're back, and we're back for our final segment of this episode. It's been a long one, so thank you for very much for, for sticking in with us in all of our geeky talks, our, our so freakouts, Alex's weird voices. Yeah. <laughs> They're all over the place. So we're going to play a little game, and I uh, I came up with this, this game with Kelsey the other night when she came over, and uh, she was my test geek. So here's the deal. These beans, as you know, have good flavors and bad flavors. That is true. Bernie Bots, uh, Bernie Bots, ha, every flavor beans. Now, these three beans that I'm showing you here are good flavors. I'm telling you that they're good flavors now because this is your chaser. You have a choice. This is banana, this is uh, green apple, and this is cherry. This actually might be grass, so if it's grass, I'm sorry. All right. But grass doesn't taste that bad. No. That's why I didn't put it in the bad, bad pile. Yeah. It just is what it is. No, that one's a uh, green apple. Is it? Yeah, the grass is a little lighter. Ah, it is. So you, you lucked out. You got yourself a green apple there. Now, <laughs> these four flavors are going to remain unknown to you. Okay. I know what they are. I know what they are. He knows what they are. But we're not going to tell you. Okay. Now, the goal of this game is for you to get through each of these while surviving. Oh, my gosh. While also charting your reaction. This sounds intense. To said disgusting jelly bean. Okay. All right? I just ate a rotten egg one. Yeah. I can tell you, you know, Rotten Egg is not one of these, so you're safe on that. Rotten Egg one's pretty bad. Yeah, it's it, is, it is pretty bad. So I'm going to need you to decide okay. how you want to do this. Do you want to take all of them and then eat good jelly beans at the end? Do you want to alternate, leaving you one bad jelly bean at the end? Choice is yours. So, Mr. Bayshore, I'm going to have you start with this one right here. Okay. You can guess what it is, but for the most part, I need you to... Just react. Okay, I think I'm gonna go through all the bad ones and save the, the good ones blue? for for the end. Yeah, he's got a light blue. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. So he's starting off with the uh, the gray one. Yeah. Okay. Kind of looks like a rock. It does look like a rock. It does look like. Go a ahead rock. and pop that bad boy in your mouth. How's how's it feel? He's chewing. He's kind of perplexed. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> he's like, he's oh no. <laughs> A little spicy. Yeah, a little buttering. Hey, yeah. Can you guess what that is? Some sort of pepper? It's black like pepper. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, wow, this is actually really spicy. That's bad, isn't it? It's pungent. Yeah. It's like you just ate a whole black peppercorn. Yeah, guys. Whoa. Are you sure you don't want one of these? No, I'm going to I'm gonna power. Oh, my gosh. It, <laughs> like, I swallowed it, and now it's worse. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll take the exact same one here. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll yeah, t- I'll take it too. We're all gonna take them. I'll take. I'll take your. That is hot. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Ugh. Ah, that was not yep. bad. Okay. Okay. Now I refuse to take this one because I did. Oh, the light blue. And I swear to God, my girlfriend and I were convinced that like we were gonna die. Okay. So <laughs> now it is up to you to power through this. Okay. I'm gonna try to get that peppery taste out of my mouth. Oh, that'll do it. Okay. All right. It's uh. Really light blue. Yeah. It okay. is light blue. Yeah. By the way, big. shout out to John Forrest, who is apparently our only live stream viewer right now. What's up? John, we appreciate we it. We appreciate you, John. Yeah, we're actually live streaming the show. So 
Uh, we're going to be doing this like every Friday because that's when we record the uh, episode. So if you want to tune in, you know, tune in. It'll be awesome. Get a look at the behind the scenes stuff. Yep. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Noah. <laughs> That's disgusting, isn't it? What is that? What's it taste like? I don't know. Does it remind what's you of a smell? What's it smell like? You're doing something, you're doing an activity. What's that smell? What are you doing oh, when you God. smell that? Is it like sweat? <laughs> no, it's not sweat. <laughs> Try soap. That is soap, my friend. Okay, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah. It's it like now. Windex yeah, or that's, Clorox? Yep. Do you feel like your body is like disintegrating? Yeah, I'm like cleaning the inside of my mouth. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, that, that, of, yeah. yeah that, that's real disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, that kind of tastes like soap. Yeah, that tastes how it smells. I see that now, yeah. Brought to you by Ooh. Clorox. <laughs> Clorox. Clorox. The, the Clorox for making you breathe better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> making you puke. Don't drink it. The Gosh. killer inside. Okay. Okay. Your next yeah, one is not out, that bad. Your, your next one is, is, is reasonable. Okay. It's Which a one? little strange. All right. It's that, uh, uh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? I see it. This yeah. one almost looks like brick like. It's like. It does. Yeah. It does. All right. Here we go. Now, what's that taste like to you? He's chewing. He's analyzing. Is this one also like a peppery thing? Or kind of. Is that one the light brown or like it's uh it's not dirt. No. Oh. No. Is it taste like sausage? Yeah. Does it taste yeah. like meat? It feels like it tastes almost like seasoned in a way. <laughs> that's sausage. Oh, that that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's that not, that not bad. bad. No. I, I gave you that one to kinda to air the, the, the grievances. Yeah. Now okay. this last one is also not quite as bad. But it's still pretty bad. Okay, this one looks like a watermelon, but I kind of think <laughs> it's certainly not a watermelon. I kind of think it's booger flavor, or something along those lines. Have you had the booger flavor before? I have not, but I saw it on the movie, and it looks gross. All right, here we go. Oh jeez! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's a booger. Yeah, that's that's about right. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! Oh. Honorable mention to uh, dirt. Dirt is also pretty bad. Uh, rotten egg is real bad. Uh, vomit yeah. actually made me vomit. So there's that. I will eat this. I will. I will I swallow. Will eat this. You gotta get it. You gotta get it down this for you to win terrible. the game. Oh my gosh. This is so bad. Go ahead and reward yourself with some good, good tasting jelly beans. <laughs> Dude, Enjoy. this is terrible. This is terrible. Oh, my gosh. So thank you very much, guys, for enduring uh, Noah's uh, trials and tribulations. Suffering. Wow. <laughs> if you guys got cool games you want us to play on air, just let us know. Let us know. We'll do it. We got a Twitter, at Raving Geeks. Tweet at us. Let us know. You're on our Facebook right now. Yeah, we have a Facebook. Hopefully. Like us. Yeah. Be our friends. Join us. Our- Join us. Yeah. Join us. <laughs> Join our live stream. Yeah. It'll be pretty cool. We also have an Instagram. Follow us on there. That's a good time. Yeah. That's a new thing. We might Snapchat. Yeah, we yeah, we should do like a Instagram story. We do some Instagram stories. It'll be cool. We'll have some fun stuff. Uh, but as always, guys, follow us on our Facebook, like us on our Twitter, and uh, you know Check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on our mediums, man. Yeah. We're yeah. there. We stream to you. Yeah. So, the listeners. Yeah. Listen to us. From your home, from your car. 
on your iPad. Walking to class. On your iPod. Yeah. So, guys, thank you again for joining us. Uh, we'll always release on, uh, what's our release date this time? We're releasing on Mondays. We're releasing on Mondays. So on you're Mondays. hearing us on Mondays. Make your Monday a little bit better. A little bit more <laughs> geeky. Yeah. Always, Geeky Mondays. Uh, same time, same bat network. We'll see you next time.